Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nice cock! Nice cock! Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Got a great interview lined up. When I say great interview, you're going to be like, oh, holy crap. Who the hell does Tuttle have on right now? No, I've been doing this show by myself for the past four months. And I just appreciate any time that I can get Charlie Alamo on the show with me. We both have kind of had a similar journey through radio. And I, I just think that's why me and Charlie connect with each other. I so want to be able to do a show with him where we're in the same room so we can look at each other deep in each other's eyes. Even if he come to the Hobo Fish Camp just to sit in my 2006 beat up PT Cruise at the Hobo Fish Camp, I am completely down for that. I just have a great time doing radio with him. And the other thing that I like about Charlie so much is that he is a fan of radio just like me. And I don't know if you guys find it interesting. My God, you would not believe the motherfucking lightning show that's going on right now. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to get sidetracked, but it is like fucking World War II. It's like the Blitzkrieg, the Crystal Knot. The Nazis ended up coming in and just blowing shit up. That's exactly what it looks like over here in Oak Hill right now. But back to what I was saying. I don't know if you guys find it interesting or not. I know I would because I'm a fan of talk radio. And in this segment that we do, we get a little inside talking about radio. We talk a lot about Ron and Ron, Ron and Fez, Ron Diaz, Neil Rogers. And who's the guy, the sports guy? Oh, Jim Rome. We talk about Jim Rome. And then we talk about the South Florida radio guy. What the fuck is his name? And now it is bothering the piss out of me. Just listen to this and we'll get into it and you'll know exactly who we're talking about. I'm going to play this quick spot and then when we come back, it's my interview with the one and only Charlie Alamo. Have you considered owning your own restaurant franchise? Good Life Organics currently offers territories across the United States. Check out GLO Franchising. That's GLO Franchising on Facebook to sign up for an overview session today. Good Life Organics Franchising, a new partner of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Tell them Tuttle sent you. Send them a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash GLO Franchising. Hey, Tuttle Daily Podcast listeners. It's that time again. Charlie Alambo with his weekly segment, rambling, bit, uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Here's Charlie. I'm very, very lucky. I got to tell you guys, I've said this. Now, let me let me bring my, my guest. Well, not even a guest. This is my partner. This is my co-host of the Total Daily Podcast. Uh, Charlie, Charlie, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Tuttle. How are you? Now, have you been hearing, like, I, you know, I don't think you realize how much fun I'm having recording with you. 
I, I really am. And I'm not just, you know, sucking your dick or blowing smoke up your ass on anything. I, I'm really having a lot of fun, you know, just mixing it up with. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. It um, it made me want to start doing more radio stuff again. So how could you hate anything that makes me motivated to do that? I've had a pretty busy day so far. Uh, I had Hannah on, which the interview I did with Hannah, um, you can check that out on my YouTube channel, TuttleTV.com. That's Tuttle with two D's, T-U-D-D-L-E-T-V.com. And it was it was really, really good. I, I thought it went well. And when you get a chance, you should go check it out. What type of things did you guys discuss? Well, I mean, you know, see, you don't give it a all lot away? of people, a lot of, a lot of people don't realize this. And I know I repeat myself a lot, but you, you're constantly having to reset things. Yeah. On the radio, we talk to Jim Rome does that all the time. Jim yep. Rome is constantly resetting. He'll be right. And you know what? It's so amazing how he does it. Like you would think, and, and he doesn't even do that, you know, where he goes from one thing to the, like a segue. He never, he just, he'll be talking and he'll be like, all right, on, on the phone with us right now, the one and only Charlie Alamo from Montana slinging weed out in Montana. What's up, Charlie? That, I mean, just stuff like that. Exactly. And I know that was shitty compared to what Jim Rome. Oh, dude, speaking of Jim Rome, I was running around with driving around with the windows down, as Jim Mandich used to say. And uh, Rome's music starts hitting. Lust for Life kicks in. I'm like, yes, I get to listen yes. to Jim Rome. I haven't I don't get to listen to him normally because I'm at work. And then all of a sudden you get the dreaded and filling in for Jim Rome. I was like, no, some oh, jobber. I hate that shit. Uh, I hate it. it. I hate it. Now, I've gone a lot of times through my radio career where I've been out of work. And I know this is going to make me sound like a real asshole. But some of those times, you know, when I was out of work, I didn't let my wife know that I was fired. <laughs> and and I would you know, act like I was going to work, but no, I was listening to Jim Rome during the day. And I would absolutely hate that when he would have a guest host on. Oh yeah. I used to do the same thing. I didn't pretend to go anywhere. I was just fired. I would go and look for a job. And then after driving around, I'd listen to Neil Rogers and anytime George was on who actually just passed recently. And I actually became now, a fan of, um, anytime he was on filling in for Neil, I always dreaded it until later on when I appreciated now, what he did. George, I mean, I know of Neil Rogers, but I was not into him as much as maybe you were. Yeah. And I'm sure, did he have that cast of characters around him? George was that everybody knew. George, George was basically it. I mean, he had parody people like Boca Brian, who's now Boca Brit. There was, you know, people that did uh, song parodies and stuff like that for him. But for the most part, I mean, if Neil wasn't it was doing just him, though, if, right? Yeah, if Neil wasn't doing drops, uh, George was coming back and hitting him as well. Uh, if you ever go back and watch Neil at Night or whatever that that short lived TV show and watch all the stuff that George is doing behind the glass, he's not only call screening and putting everything on the air and queuing commercials and stuff. The man, I mean, worked his ass off. Now I know this is going to be inside stuff when it comes to radio, but. Do you look at radio hosts that do the show by themselves? Do you look at them a little bit, you know, hold them in a higher regard than some other radio hosts that have your stereotypical co-hosts, you know, and, and secondary characters? Do you, I mean, do you look at them? Do you think that's harder? Yes. You know who I do have an appreciation for? And I know that I'll... I, 
don't shit on him, but I'd like to rub it in a few times is Bubba. I mean, the man runs his own board, for God's sakes. I do have an appreciation for that because I've ran a board for shit four years straight, and I know how he's got to control all the microphone levels and got everything going. But on the same hand, you know, you wouldn't want to have it any other way. Same thing kind of with Howard, except Fred's got control, too, but Howard can pot his board down. So literally, yeah, Fred, I, I, uh, uh, Howard's in control. See, a lot of people don't get that, okay? So Howard is running his own board, okay? Mm -hmm. He's running the microphones. He's running, and he's playing like Robin's news audio. Howard controls that. But all the drops, all the commercials and stuff like that, Howard only controls the stuff that's on the air, besides the drops and stuff. When they go to commercial break, that's all on Fred. That's all Fred. And actually a great clip if you go back and watch uh, when Eric the Midget sold 0, 0.0 tickets and he's playing the 0, 0.0 drop. And one of the yeah. things Fred actually says, hey, Howard, can you put my pot back up? <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's really, really interesting. Here's, you know, another, here's another one, speaking about radio right. stuff, since we're going on about this. Did you see that uh, Wingo and Golick are no longer? They're going to be doing it until the end yeah. of the month. And then they're done. I didn't realize that uh, Golick was with Tony Bruno for a while. That yeah, was where he, he was. started off with. I actually heard about Mike and Mike when they were just local in Chicago. That's when my dad was working for the White Sox, and I would see posters of them for AM a thousand all over the place. Them and uh, who else was? Oh, um, Tony Kornheiser was on in the afternoons, and I'll never yeah. forget this one time that he was talking about this news story that these people didn't realize that a lady had died in her apartment. She had Christmas lights up the for like a year straight. Nobody noticed until one of the supers had to go into her apartment to check on something and she was dead. Well, now let me ask you. So when it comes to radio now, are you a big sports guy? Like, how do you look at guys that do sports radio? Um, it, it sort of depends. I mean, there's some people that are very talented and there's some people that are very good at just reading. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people don't realize this, and, and I'm not taking anything away from Jim Rome because no. Jim Rome is very talented. But a lot of those opening monologues that he has, people don't know that Jim Rome has writing. Yes. So does, uh, you know who's actually kind of bad about it, and I really don't have a problem with him either? Colin Cowherd. He's really got yeah. scripted shit. I had to listen to him today, and I, I wanted to jam a pen into my ears. Where I, when it comes to sports talk radio, I don't care for the guys that just go strictly sports because well, say what you want about Rome. He makes entertainment and, and opinions and with sports as well, too. Is Ron Diaz still doing a sports show? Yes, he is. And um, um, who was the guy? Ian Beckles was. You remember Ian came on Bubba's show for a little while. Yeah, and then he was doing some stuff with Cox for a bit. Yeah, uh -huh. and but now Ron and Ian are doing the show together. And, you know, I, I worked with Ron and Fez for, for a really long time, but I never got the opportunity to meet Ron Diaz, though. Yeah, I went back and watched uh, somewhere online. I found Pup Fiction or Friction or whatever the hell their yeah, video was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. I went back and rewatched that, a bunch of old stuff. That's where I found out that they were the ones that discovered Elegant Elliot, and then did you discover the whole other train wreck that is that guy? And uh, yeah, I mean, they were they were kings of Florida 
for real. I don't know no. why somebody doesn't make a documentary about them, about South Florida, because radio down there really changed shit. Between Neil Rogers, what Ron and Ron was doing, I mean, there was a lot of innovative shit, even Bubba at the time. Now, let me, uh, oh, all right, so uh, let, let me step back a little bit here. So, um, I, I listened to Ron and Ron when I was in high school. They were on 101.1 WJRR in Orlando. Um, and that was before I, I had the understanding of how syndication worked. Because when I was growing up in high school, I just thought, oh, Ron and Ron are in Orlando. But no, they weren't. They were in a different market. Yeah. Um, when did they go to South Florida? Was that towards the end? Of the Ron and Ron show? Yeah, because I, from what I gathered anyway, that's uh, one of the clips that you can find online is when Bennington... When they and, had the argument, Yeah, right? and he's talking about having a South Florida palace down there and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think that is about that time. But, now, maybe it's just because I worked with Ron and Fez, but I really don't think that Ron and Ron, because at the time, for... for southern especially florida radio ron and ron was like one of the first ones to get like syndicated they weren't nationally syndicated but they were all throughout the southeast yeah so you could call it a regional syndication they had the ron and ron radio network and and i don't think that they get the credit that they deserve no bennington doesn't at all i mean i appreciate what both of them did at the time, but Ron Bennington should be getting way more credit than I'm glad that people are starting to appreciate him more now because he does, he's going back out and doing stand up and stuff, but he's a man at interviewing. I, I say it every time that I can after watching him do unmask, it was some of the greatest shows that I got to see live. And he is such a professional. It's crazy. What's your favorite Ron Bennington interview? Um, my favorite one would probably be the one that, uh, I, well, it would have to be one that I went to. I mean, there's, I can give you an audio one as well, that one that I just heard, but when I, uh, my dad and myself went and we got to see Tim Conway from the Carol Burnett show and the interview was so hilarious in the middle of it, this girl was wearing like horse riding boots and Tim Conway just turns to her, not missing a beat. And he's like, you're going to go horseback riding after this? And the chick's like, no. And he's like, what the hell are you wearing those boots for? It was so fucking funny. Then at the end of it, we're walking by and everybody's like, oh, thanks, Mr. Conway, whatever. And I'm walking right next to him by the fishbowl. And I look over and he's slowly like moving up next to me. Next thing I know, he like checks me into the boards and then walks away and he looks back and he smiles at me. I was like, that son of a bitch knew what he was doing. He totally just checked me up against the fishbowl glass right there. And it was awesome. Yeah. <coughs> now, I know it's probably because we're both radio guys and we were we're kind of you know, nerd when it comes to radio. Sure. I always saw Ron as one of the most talented, funny guys. But why Ron and Ron was so good at that time was because of Ron Diaz being the perfect guy. And and if you don't know what I'm talking about, when I say straight, you're like, oh, yeah, he's in the chick. No, that's not it. You got to have that guy that can just drive the conversation. And and that's what Diaz did. And and I, I never got to meet him in person. But the evolution of Ron Bennington after Ron and Ron was, it was so impressive, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, they took... Uh, listen, when you think about what they did at the time, they, they 
you can find that one show that when the monsters had them on in the afternoon when they were just getting ready to start doing yep. Ryan Fez. And that was that's cool because you can go back and kind of listen to a little bit of history there. Then they get, land the gig in New York. They're at WNEW and that whole scene that should be another documentary about all the debauchery that happened at WNEW, for God's sake. And then from now, there, they get shipped off to JFK and then they get back mm-hmm. to uh, K-Rock and they're still doing this and that and then XM. And it's just a whole it's a whole thing. Now, there, I mean, that's funny because at the time I remember that uh, I was working in Daytona with Ron Bennington at the time. And he took me out to lunch. It was at a pizza buffet or whatever it would have been. It was it was right across the from Daytona International Speedway. And everything was going great. I'd been with them for a year and then and, and you know, he took me out to lunch and it was like one of the first times I got to hang out with him away from the studio. And he sat down and 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 he laid down like what's going on? Hey, Ruth, we got this opportunity to go up to New York. And it was it was the Ron and Fez was it Ronandfez.net or Ronandfez.com, the the show they did overnight. Dot com. Yeah, Ronandfez.com. They did that show. And when they told me about it, I was like, God damn it. I'm starting to hit my stride with them, but I was happy for them. And then they left. And then I ended up getting partnered up with Bo Rogue. Do you know the monsters at all? Yeah, I know. I, I know of Bo, them. I don't know Bo, all the incarnations of the monsters, though. But Bo, Bo was Russ's best friend through high school. They started the show. And Bo was a party. Like, oh. big time party. Okay, yeah. He, he's the one that they do the podcast together now that you were on, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Russ and Bo uh, 2.0 or whatever it is. Yeah. Um. So Bo came over and I did the show with him for about nine months until they switched formats and went to country. And I did country. I was running the board for about four months. And I was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah. Even though I was getting paid at the time, I had the opportunity to get an internship at Real Radio 104.1 with the monster. And Russ, Russ Rollins knew who I was from my time of being on Ron and Fez, as well as working with Bo. And I got that internship. and. You know, it ended up working out for the best. But I went up and hung out with Ron and Fez on a couple of occasions. I went up to New York. I mean, you heard the audio where I had the rebel flag, right? They left me out. left me in, in New York. Yes, I have listened to all those clips. That was a scary fucking time, Charlie. That. Like, I, I can't believe that that even happened, especially at the time that it happened, too. I mean, you you could have got killed easily. Yeah, and Billy Staples was not the most reliable guy in the world at that time. Oh, he's another one. Go back and listen to old clips about him. It, uh, fantastic radio. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. And you want to know what, like, we're into wrestling. I mean, you're a wrestling fan, right? I mean, you know all the stuff. Yeah. They, they you, you know... Me being from the South, Ron, they would give me an angle to work, and I, I sold it. I oversold it, big time. And the New Yorkers absolutely hated me because I came up, I had a rebel flag, and uh, 
across the street from the Apollo. I don't know New York very well. Is that Harlem yes. or Brooklyn? Whatever That's, it may be. It's in Harlem, yeah. They they left me there. I couldn't get that rebel flag in the garbage can quick enough at that time. And then I was boxing women. I boxed five women at one of their boxing events, and people wanted to murder me. That's the best note, though, because you know that it. as long as the boss man's laughing, you're golden. Because if you're getting heat, oh, that's Ron, what you're supposed to Ron do. Ron loved it. Ron absolutely loved it. He loves people and, that can get heat. And that was the first time I got to meet Paulo in person. Did you, did you ever know Paulo? Yeah, Paul? Paul and Gail, his wife. Oh, my God. Did you ever now, meet her? No, I never met her. Oh, God, but, she sounded batshit crazy. Dude, we were, we were working in Daytona one time, and we had her on. And this was, we worked at a small station, so we did not have a delay system. So when we were playing music, we had to record the phone calls while we were playing music. Sure. And we recorded it maybe at 7 a.m., and we could not play that damn thing until, like, 9, because she came in, I don't know what type of setup she was on at the time. She sounded wasted, but everything was, fuck this, fuck you. You cock. I mean, we had to edit the hell out of that audio. That's fu- yeah. She there's some great audio when she comes up to New York with Paul and she's wearing like an old wedding dress or something. It's so haunting. I remember being at Michael's, going back and re-listening to that, unloading trucks, and I'm like laughing my ass off, and people are like, "What the hell are you laughing at?" I was like, "I can't even explain it to you. You will not understand at all." Now we worked in radio, and we, you know, th- sometimes things are a bit. That was not a bit. No. It was, that was 100% real. Yeah. That woman was fucking psychotic. And I don't think, like, Paulo is, I don't know him from the hole in the wall, but he seems like he's a little. Great guy. He seems a few tweaks off himself. But, I mean, of course, he did make a movie that Louis C.K. just shit all over and gapped or (laughs) something, whatever the fuck that movie was called. But he is the original stunt guy. Like, yeah, doesn't have he you have, seen the tattoos? That's what I was gotten? just gonna say. Doesn't he have tons of horrible tattoos? Because he was the first okay. tattoo guy. He has the. This is during the East Coast West Coast hip hop scene. Yeah, at the time, he's got Biggie on. I maybe it, it doesn't really. It's not important. But on one shoulder, he has Biggie. On the other shoulder. He has Tupac, and then he has these a bunch of bullet hole tattoos on his back, and then he's got Thug Life on the top of his stump. That's fucking gangster as hell. Now, you know, he did his movie reviews. Yes, he, I think he's still... I remember then, that was a whole thing, too, because they had the one daughter that was doing the voiceover for Paulo's movie reviews and Fez got mad at him and then Fez voiced it over in like a child's voice and Ron got mad at Fez. God, that show is amazing. They won because Paulo would come in and they would do um, oh, I they almost killed Paulo when I was up in New York because they brought him up and this was the night that I met him. Have you ever seen those uh at the time, I think it was Joe Pooh was on the show. They called it a sucky bet. And 
it, it, you know, like, you know, those machines you can buy where you can vacuum seal your food. Oh, yeah. Well, they had this dominatrix come in and it was like a, a giant size one of those. But it wasn't like like a Ziploc bag. It was straight up rubber. It was like a giant condom. And they put them in it and they gave them a breathing tube that came out of the top. But they sucked all the air out of it. Good lord! And they fucking had him in there for so long, and then and once you're in it, and they sucked all the air, you're you're not getting out. Of it. You're not. No, you're like and, a, you're basically yeah, you're you're sealed in. And they kept blocking up the tube on them and shit, and and I was really starting to get worried because you know you can tell when somebody's like selling a bit. But you can tell when somebody's starting to panic and like because it's just different movements. Yeah, you can tell that something's going down and it's not it's not planned. I was like, they are about to kill this motherfucker. Isn't it funny that all the stunts and all the bits, I mean, even the stuff that Opie and Anthony did, they never killed anyone. But Jay Donovan murdered that chick when she made her drink too much water for the hold your wee for a wee which is the shittiest name of a contest but somebody died but let's be honest though was it her fault no did she change her name afterwards yes but but who would have ever thought i mean come on now we're i mean 70 percent of our body is made up of water who like you don't know about watering poison yeah, I didn't think it would be possible for you to be able to drink so much water that you die of water poisoning. Well, not only did that person die of water poisoning, but then Jade had to go work with Todd Pettengale, radio poison himself. I've worked, and, and it's weird. I'm I'm glad you bring up Jade. Great girl. Um, Yeah, very attractive looking. Killed somebody, attractive. got away with it. That's hot as hell. Yeah, but, but the thing is, is that we are our paths have crossed so many times because when I was working at uh Clear Channel Orlando, which is now iHeartRadio, she was now did you ever hear of Doc and Johnny in Orlando? No. All right, well, anyways, I mean you really wouldn't like them, but they were like a staple in Orlando. You know what you want me to be honest? They were the morning show when Bubba was doing night. At XL in Orlando. Oh, okay. So, so they have been there for a while and big, big, big name, but they, they really didn't do talk radio. It was, I mean, I don't, I'm not saying it's bad, but it was kind of morning zoo type shit. Sure. Was it Scott Shannon morning zoo type stuff? Yeah, not that bad. Was it the Grease Man? But they, they had a big name. So, um, Doc and Johnny, you had Doc was the older white guy and Johnny, African-American dude. And then, you know, Doc, Doc started getting a little crazy and then they ended up letting him go and Johnny took over and then they brought Jaden and Jade was a co-host there for a while. All right. So Jade ended up applying for the Regis thing when, when Kathy Lee left, she went up there, she got a lot of attention at that time. And then she ended up getting a gig out in Tampa at the top 40 station there. And then I ended up working at the bone, which was in that same cluster. So I, I've worked 
I've never worked with her on the same station, but I've known her and I used to see her on a daily basis. You know? Yeah, so indirectly you've worked with her, but not... Oh, she was always nice and she did some of the biggest um, fundraisers. She started that uh, Apple a Day program Okay. Yeah. uh, in Tampa because they would give iPads to kids that were stuck at the children's hospitals, they would give iPads to them while they were going through chemo and stuff. That's awesome. So very, very nice girl. I think she's up in New York now. I think she does like a weekend, like Ryan Seacrest type syndicated show. That's what I heard as well. She'll be back somewhere after this yeah. COVID thing goes after it's done. I, I don't doubt it. But uh, no, and, and I know, listen, guys, I I know me and Charlie are being very inside when it comes to radio, but I know me before I got into radio and I and I hope Charlie can back me up on this. This is a type of radio that I would absolutely eat up talking about other radio people. And we're not trash. I don't think we've trashed any radio. Today. No, not really. I mean, I don't even really trash people when I give, uh, you know, jabs at Bubba or anything. I'm not trashing them. I still respect. Uh, no. him as a host and stuff like well, that but shit you can't you gotta you gotta give people shit you can't make fun of them who can you make fun of i understand that but i mean am, am i correct by saying when we were younger and before we got into radio we would eat this type of shit up just hearing people just bullshit about inside radio stuff i used to love when neil would come on the air and he was pissed at management and he would go at the beasleys and he would go after jolly joe bell the station Wait, manager he would really go at the beasleys oh yes yes he would go at the beasleys hard by name as well old caroline now, was not at the position that she is now now did neil have any like rivals like yeah the bastard Dan Lebetard. Now, what do you think about seeing now that that really throws me off? Because I'm I'm a big like nut when it comes to radio. I'm a big radio mark. Yeah. I did not know that Lebetard was was yeah. on back then. Yeah, he used to come at Neil all the time. Lebetard was on in the afternoons when he was still just really? doing yeah, when he was just doing his uh Herald stuff. Because you know he's a reporter, uh, or a yeah. columnist. So he was doing his work for the Herald, and then he would do his sports show with Stu Gotts in the afternoon. What do you What do you think of Lebetard? Um, entertaining. I don't like when he gets too politicky, and sometimes he laughs a little too hard at jokes that aren't very funny, just to put himself over. And we get it. But we get it, Lebetard. You're bald. Just own it. What What is it about the ESPN people wanting to go political as of late? I'm not. I mean, that's that's their right to be able to talk about whatever they want to. But like Jamel Hill, did you do you know who Jamel Hill is? Yeah, she's gone. They fired yeah, her. Yeah, she's gone. She got she got her ass booed. And the only reason I really ever liked Jamel Hill is like she got her start at the Orlando Sentinel. Okay. As a as a columnist. Yes, and she used to do that, and she was on uh, What's It for the longest time. She too, was around on the horn. some, too. Yeah, I remember. But why are they all getting put, like, the, the who did you mention earlier? The, the one guy that just got fired from ESPN. Um, which guy? 
Uh, a bunch of, oh, Golic? Golic no, they didn't get stuff? fired. They're just canning that show, which I don't blame them. Troy, Troy Wingo's a, a Trey Wingo's an, an older gentleman at this point. He doesn't want to wake up that early to do morning. He doesn't care about morning drive radio. Who does? Especially when it's in that format. Hey, coming up at five, we got Adam Schefter on the line. He's going to give us the same reports that he tweets out every 15 minutes. After that, we got Jaws, Ron Jaworski. He's going to be in here talking old Eagles football. Nobody cares about that shit. You know, Stop. there's a lot of those ESPN people that people don't realize came from Orlando. And one of my favorite ESPN guy that came from Orlando was Stuart Scott. Do, I loved it. Do him. you remember Stuart Scott? Yeah. You know how he got that wonky eye that he had? Because he was at Jets training camp in one of those football machines. He wasn't looking really? at a turn and it shot and it hit him right in the face. Man. That guy was a legend. See, I love Stuart Scott. I still have the old... uh uh. NFL 2K games, the ones that ESPN did produced as well, and Stuart yeah. Scott comes on there, and Chris Berman's on there. It's great. Yeah, Stuart, man, I swear to God, I cried like a fucking babe when he gave that speech at the ESPYs. Did you ever, did you ever watch that? Yeah, I I got a little misty at that, and that when he when he passed as well, I was like, that guy was a good dude. Yeah, he was, but and he was a he hell of a caster. A, he was the sports guy at West. Channel 2 here in Orlando. And I was in elementary school, almost in the night or in middle school, whenever he was the sportscaster there. Just, I mean, Man. hell of a guy. All, All right. right, Charlie. Well, tell people how they can check you out. All right. If you go to tuddle.net, go to tuddle.net, check it out there. That's where everything's at. Go check out the yeah, YouTube I lost thing. You again. Oh. Well, I'm still going. Hey, check out Tuttle.net. It's great. Check out the interview with Hannah. Just go check everything out, Tuttle, and I'm at CCA Productions, or Production on Twitter. That's it. All right, Charlie, I appreciate it, man, and I hope you have a good slinging that weed up in Montana. I will, man. We'll talk next week. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up. Definitely not your grandma's embroidery. All right, welcome back, guys. Before I wrap up the show, I just want to briefly mention something. I'm not ready to publicly speak about it. I'm just not. But today, I was able to share something today. I was able to tell something to my parents that I've been holding on to for pretty much all my life. If I just had to guess, maybe 34, 35 years of my life, I've been holding on to this. And and this recently did not come to the forefront of my mind. There's a lot of stuff. And, th- and that's a great thing about our evolution as human beings. Our brain protects us. It does. Everybody wants to talk about PTSD. 
And I don't want you guys to think because I, I think it's disrespectful as hell for me to compare some of the stuff I've been through in my life to what a soldier goes through. Like, and I've gotten better about that because uh, of all the help that Vulture has been giving me. When you can connect with somebody that volunteers, think about this. You know, back in the day, a lot of people did not have a choice of getting in the military. But for somebody just to volunteer and put their life on the line for our country, that's a different type of person. And I don't want you to think one is better than the other. It's not. My dad's friend, Mark, he got drafted to go to Vietnam right out of high school. He did. And I cannot even imagine what that might have been like. But there is a little bit of a difference because the people that volunteer like Vulture. I know the military pays well, but that's still just one of those things. It takes a very special type of person. But Vulture, Vulture knew about. There, there is a select handful, a select handful, and Vulture's one of them. Vulture, I told him about it, and he's been acceptive. I don't even know if that's a word. I've had a long day, people, but he's very accepting of me. He seems like he really cares for me and it cares for my well-being as well to you. And to have a guy with that type of character like Vulture wanting to be a part of this content, this vision that I have of this podcast that I'm wanting to do, that makes me feel good. And I, I can't think Vulture enough. The guy has pretty much taken on the Tuttle Daily Podcast as the producer. I, you know what? He is the producer. It's, it's not like Vulture is the producer of the Tuttle Daily Podcast, of people that know what I'm talking about. And like I said, I'm going to get to it. I just have to figure out. Now, I could talk about this right now. I could talk about it, but there's a lot of pieces on the board that I got to make sure they're in place before I talk about them. I got to cover my ass, but just know, guys, I'm going to talk about it. That's the one thing about being in radio. Everybody, you, they would, everybody asked me, why did you talk about your attempted suicide on Bubba Show? Well, for one... I think the connection between a broadcaster on the air to his audience, his supporters, the people, you know, your lifeblood, the ones that help you pay the bills, because without your supporters and your listeners, you're nothing. But I've always and I'll always be 100 percent honest. I'm an open book. There's a lot of these radio guys in the business. They want to, they, they want and have an image that they want to uphold. They, they want people to look at them in a certain way. And I, I have a completely different take on all this because I think your duty 
as a broadcaster, unless you're in news radio. The news radio, you're just supposed to deliver the news. You're not supposed to give your opinion on anything. Just report the facts. But as a broadcaster on radio, especially now with podcasts, because in my opinion, I think podcasts are way more personable than terrestrial radio. I I don't know, guys. Like I've I've been I've been struggling with this. Because, uh, like I said, I want to be as open as possible, but there was some pretty fucked up shit that happened to me as a kid growing up. It was preteen, but back to what I was saying, the brain evolves and it protects you. It does. It protects you because there's a lot of traumatic stuff that goes on. And I'll give you an example. I I had Naomi Bradshaw on like last week to talk about everything she went through, her addictions, alcoholism, and and being sexually taken advantage of as a child. Well, I kind of just fucking gave it away right there. I'm going to go into details. I just want you to know. My parents did not even know about this. And I'm going to go into details. I'm just trying to figure out how far I'm wanting to take this. Am I wanting to take this to the end? I I really don't know, man. I don't. Um I you know what? I'm just going to end the show because I I'm already on that edge. I'm on that edge right now, people. I'm just letting you know that I, I'm about to just talk about it. But I, I know in my better judgment, I need to just burn a timeout in today's show. And I'll see how I feel in the morning. I love every single one of you guys. I really do. You guys have saved me. You have. You have saved me. Because when I when when I got let go from Bubba's show, I thought that was it. I really did. Because I don't have a lot of options around here anymore. I made friends. I'm on good terms with every single person on Real Radio 104.1. And I didn't do it just to try to get a job back with them. No, I wanted to mend the fences with all them. And I've done that. Now, if I ended up getting back at iHeartRadio, especially Real Radio, oh, I would take it in a heartbeat. Fuck yes. But I just wanted to mend those bridges. And since I had my stint in the mental institution and since I stopped drinking, which is getting pretty close to a year, I got to go back and check it. But I've I've been trying to work on myself all around mind, body, personal relationships and professional relationships. And I've I've done Pretty well. There's some stuff that I still need to do. But I'm going to talk about it. I am. So just stay tuned. I can't promise tomorrow. But who knows? I I really can't say. I just thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. 
check out my website, Tuttle.net. Go to my YouTube channel, TuttleTV.com. Up there right now, the, the two latest videos is my interview with Scarlett Lush and one of her pets, not, not like a dog or a cat. By pet, I mean a person that she, you know, BDSMs with. And then I got my interview with Hannah, Hannah from Alberta, Canada, who is the Tuttle Daily Podcast intern. We're going to get back, get her back on a schedule. But this is the first week back, and I thought she absolutely killed it. So you're going to want to go to that YouTube page, TuttleTV.com. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit the bell button, because when you hit the bell button, you're going to get alerted anytime any new content goes up as well as anytime I go live. If you'd like to help out the cause, you can easily do that by going to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. I, like I said, I say it way many, way many more times than what I should, but I'm going to keep saying it. I appreciate every single one of my supporters of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. And that's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by... Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketBearClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions, Facebook.com slash CCA Productions Presents. Show voiceover services brought to you by JCVoiceOverServices.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, PayPal.me slash radio. Comments? Concerns? You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick? Go to Tuttle at gmail.com. To follow all of Tuttle's social media, go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two Ds dot net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Yo, Terry, fuck going on?